Putting the super in Supernatural, it's the season four opener of Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. Coming at you live from our respective homes, you're listening to Nerd Rage, The Great Debates, the podcast with a lifetime discount to Hot Topic. I'm your host and moderator, Mark Abrigo, and we are talking today our favorite spooky teen shows. Now, if this is your first show and you end up like what you hear, head over to www.nerdragepodcast.com for more episodes. And if you really like what you hear, send us some cash monies to join our Patreon uh, at Comedia's website, K-O-M-E-D dot I-O. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the debaters here. Um, your first debater is Comedio's, and I'm just going to say this, is Comedio's official thirst trap. She's the dragon queen to Dom Jelen's sax machine. Give it up for Becca Henry. Woo! Me. How you doing, Becca? I'm so good. Uh, it's crazy, yeah, Becca. This is our first episode of season four, and I'm super happy to have you here. Um, a lot of folks, you know, love seeing you on the live shows. So, of course, we're grabbing you for for this one here. What show have you decided to go with since we're talking our uh, favorite sort of supernatural spooky uh, uh, shows? I'm going with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ah, oh, a classic, a classic. Now, uh, were you somebody that watched Buffy like as it was going on or did yes. you jump onto it like a little bit later? Oh, no. My sister and I used to sneak downstairs and watch it after we'd been told to go to bed and we weren't allowed to watch it. I'm an OG fan. Nice. Were you into Angel and the rest of that stuff, too? Um, I never really got into the spinoffs. It was always just the original show. Okay. All right. Now, um, I guess I guess the, my question here because I actually have not seen a whole lot of um the Buffy Mark. TV show, but I was I I know I you know what it is now becoming my role as the person who has never seen blank, but I did watch the movie pretty religiously as a kid. Oh, okay. So if it was anything like the movie, but with sort of that Joss Whedon smartass sort of dialogue, I'm 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 here for it. Um. But uh, cool. We're definitely going to be talking some Buffy here. Glad to have you Um, up next. We've got a rager who's been with us since season two and has been a staple of our fantasy and horror shows. Give it up for Jay Paul. Jay Paul, how you doing? Uh, You know, depressed, but doing this is nice. So. Well, I'm glad that, you know, we're here Uh, as you know, social distancing can be kind of hard on some folks, but you're here with friends. All of our listeners uh, are hopefully with friends and and family, too. And um, yeah, we're going to be talking our favorite spooky teen shows. So what do we got today? Uh, This today, I'm going to be talking about uh, Motherland Fort Salem, which is on Freeform and Hulu. Mm. Now, uh, talk to me about that, because if I haven't seen Buffy, definitely I haven't seen Motherland Fort Salem. Yeah, no, I love going on this podcast to talk about uh, weird niche bullshit. Uh, it was a 10-episode <laughs> 10, 10 season, like, this year. Uh, my friend calls it, oh, that Girl Power Troop show, uh, but it's uh, it's it's about uh, an alternate universe of the United States where witches are drafted into the military because of, like, mm-hmm. a treaty that was signed during the American Revolution so they would stop burning them. Uh, it's a whole fucking thing. Also, like, the borders of the United States are different, and, like, there's, like, a... It's a lot. There's, like... The geopolitics of it are, like, weird, and, like, it's it's a whole fucking universe. Also, it's gay, uh, so that helps. <laughs> well, um... I tell you what, let's let's go ahead and save some of those uh, details for for the debate. Now, out of curiosity, is it 
is it still in its first season right now? I, I wonder if we have to be kind of weird about spoilers and stuff. Uh, the first season has dropped. No other seasons have. I don't know if they even started filming the second season before Shelter in Place started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, you're representing Fort Salem, which is a relative new kid on the block here. So uh, for a show like Buffy, that's got a lot of history. Um, we'll see how, how we do. Uh, so thanks, J. Paul, for joining us on this uh, on this season opener. We are going to move on to our third debater who made uh, quite the splash on one of our last live shows on Zoom with not just his infectious laugh, but his fancy robes that I absolutely had to comment on. Give it up for Calvin Cato. Calvin, how you doing? Hello, how's it going? I'm sorry, no robe today. It's hot as shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go for I do Calvin, feel embarrassed. Yeah. No, don't, no need to feel embarrassed. You know what? You bring out the... Bring out the robes in the same way that Steven brings out the cosplay. You bring out the robes when, when you know, all eyes are on you, right? Oh, true. But I feel like Steven did a very good you cosplay. And so I feel like I'm slipping right now. I don't have a jersey, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm just in a uh, black t-shirt and a hat designed uh, to look like the Filipino flag. So unless you've got that on hand, uh, we can do that. But um, I tell you what, Calvin, what show are we, what show are we uh, talking about today? Okay, so to be honest, I think I misunderstood the assignment, but I will still argue that this is a teen show. So I'm here to defend Lucifer. Oh, Lucifer, that's right. That was on Fox and then it moved to Netflix? Yeah, so sadly it got canceled because Fox was hating, but Netflix picked it up. And it was, it's a good show. It's really great. And, you know, teens get to learn a lot about how the devil's not so bad. And, you know, we can all learn that. But the devil is as sexy as he's supposed to be, right? Oh, so sexy, so British, so much double. Totally oh, double. Oh, that's my trifecta right there. I'm glad. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Calvin, for joining us. And uh, last but not least is someone who I've never uh, had to introduce on a show because she can do it just fine herself. Um, go ahead. She's served hot, brightly packaged, full of artificial preservatives. And there's a hot cream feeling when you put her in your mouth. Welcome to the stage. Polly Pop-Tart. Hey, Polly, how you doing? So fertile. So, so fertile. <laughs> I don't think so fertile is a response I ever <laughs> thought I'd hear. But for whatever reason, it makes so much sense and feels oh so right. So, uh, Polly, uh, you're here. Thanks for joining us on the season four opener here. What show are we going with? I'm going with none other than the teen hit melodrama, Teen Wolf. Now, of course, not to be confused with the not-so-melodramatic Teen Wolf of the uh, 80s, correct? Uh, if there was one. I wasn't alive then. I am the youngest debater on the stage. Oh, 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 oh God. Well, thanks for that. Uh, for those who maybe uh, were born in the 80s and, and watched um, movies from that era, yes, Teen Wolf was the Michael uh, J. Fox uh, movie where he was a basketball playing werewolf. I don't know if that's what the MTV Teen Wolf is about, but uh, there's got to be some sort of thread there, yeah? Well, even just hearing your... And I will, I will fully admit, I did not know that there was one in the 80s. Um, however, just based off your description, I think it's just the something that's similar in name. I mean, mm -hmm. the idea of being a teen wolf playing basketball and playing lacrosse are two totally different stories. <laughs> Got it. Yes. 
absolutely. Well, uh, this this should be fun. Um, I think um, we've got quite the. I think we've covered all four sort of spectrums of, of spookiness here. We've got witches. We've got um, um, vampires. We've got werewolves and. Uh, we've got the devil, so that's always good. Um, all we need is ghosts, I guess. But um, I, the four of you are not the only people we're hearing from today on this show. Um, because we're doing a Rage Cage format, we are going to have a special guest judge. And because Will Scoble is in the back uh, pulling levers and pressing buttons as he does to make sure this show goes smoothly, we have employed the services of a guest judge. Now, check it, y'all. Uh, our special guest judge today uh, is not just active military, not just a health coach, but also a fan of the show who's seen us both, you know, on the internet and live in person. Give it up for Ashley McGee, everyone. Woo! Yay, Ashley! <laughs> Hi, so Ashley. Now, um, <laughs> Ashley, I'm, I'm looking over while we're um, recording on and our Discord here. You're kind of you're you're doing a cosplay thing. You're you're kind of uh, taking Stephen's thunder, which rightfully you should be. Um, who are you dressed up as right now? Uh, so this is my 80s Princess Peach, which I also realized I haven't put this dress on, I think, since I was like 22. So mm -hmm. um, I feel really fucking proud of myself today. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, well, it's it's interesting that, you know, we have you here on the show, not just because you're uh, you're a friend of the, of the show and a listener, but also you are one of our uh, patrons on Patreon. And uh, for those that don't know, if you join our Patreon... Um, I guess one of our um, tiers make it so that you can come in and judge. So if you like what you hear and want to hear all the craziness that goes on during these recordings, um, yeah, become a, a patron on our Patreon today. Now, going back to you, Ashley, here, um, we're talking these, you know, these spooky shows. Is there a show outside of the four mentioned here that that you're a big fan of? Ooh, Man, in in the genre, honestly, Buffy is probably my favorite. So mm -hmm. I'll be honest, guys, like the Mother Dragons has a leg up on you. So, <laughs> yeah. OK, OK. I, at least you're honest. I would be sitting there in a Buffy shirt going, I have no bias at all. So <laughs> <laughs> um, with my David Boreanaz poster in the back. <laughs> Right. Um, I mean, but who can blame you? He's, no, he's so hot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so awesome. Ashley, you're going to be here judging. So um, everybody out there, you are listening to Nerd Rage, The Great Debates. We're going to get right into the debate after this. Hi, I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver? Is it good to be the dog's dinner? Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle? For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms. We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format. So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. <laughs> Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would-you-rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like what kind of ridic are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real, uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. And we are back here on Nerd Rage, the great debates where we're talking some of our favorite spooky teen uh, TV shows here. And uh, first up, we've got Becca Henry, who will be talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But before we get into our debate, let's go ahead and let you know that, yes, there is some semblance of rules and a system here that lets you know that we kind of know what we're doing. So this is a Rage Cage format, which is where all four of our debaters will have two minutes to make their opening statement. We'll then go around until... Um, we can then make a one-minute round of rebuttals towards everybody. And afterwards, um, Ashley McGee, our wonderful guest judge, will be letting us know who wins. Uh, we've also got some sound effects that you're going to hear in a little bit. Uh, when a debate starts, you'll hear this. With 10 seconds left, you'll hear this. And when they're done, you will hear this. All right, Becca, we are talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So let's hear from you in three Two and one. Okay, so Buffy, I'm gonna give a quick uh, recap since Mark doesn't know anything because he oh, doesn't watch on. anything apparently. <laughs> um, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer was originally a movie in the '80s that was uh, turned into a show in the '90s with Sarah Michelle Gellar, where she plays a high school cheerleader who turns out to be this faded vampire slayer and kind of the savior of mankind, which we already knew was a woman. Um, and she goes on to fight. Uh, not just vampires. She fights everything, okay? There's demons, and there's, like, a giant praying mantis, and there's, like, a crazy lizard god, and there is a demon who then, like, puts himself in a computer and becomes this crazy, like, computer demon, which, let me also point out that this show came out in the 90s. So this was cutting edge. This show started everything, okay? The only reason that Teen Wolf exists and is popular is because of Buffy. The only reason Fort Salem has a platform is because of Buffy. This show went on for so many seasons and had such a huge following. There were spinoffs, Angel, the sexy, faded vampire with the, you know, all the pain in his face and soul and is pretty still. Um, he had his own show. This, this show lays the groundwork for everything. And also, even in the 90s, like this show's female forward, right? It's all a bunch of kick-ass women who are doing important things. Willow is a hacker in the 90s. Women weren't allowed to do anything then either, okay? And she's still hacking computers and defeating, you know, computer demons, which I just love that that exists. Like, what a 90s thing to do. Put a demon in a computer! We don't know how they work yet. <laughs> um, 
this show literally did all of it. It's a coming of age, but it also got representation out your ears. Okay. People are allowed to Thanks, be queer. America. Women are allowed to be in charge. Ah, yeah, Amazing. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Becca, this was the first time people had ever seen, oh God, what's his name? Uh, James Mars, Marsters. Is he the guy who plays uh, Spike? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, I only know him because he played Piccolo in that Dragon Ball movie that I watched. <laughs> so, I'm terrible. <laughs> I really need to do If the only thing I've ever seen that guy, like if I ever saw him at a convention, I'd be like, oh shit, you're Piccolo. I think he would punch me in the throat. I think that's what would happen. This is why when you go to cons with Comedio, Mark Abrigo never goes to anything because he doesn't know what anything is. Uh, well, thank you very much, Vic. I've learned quite a bit um like i said vampire Slayer is one of my favorite movies yeah go ahead kelvin have you never why seen am George i the host <laughs> <laughs> that is the doctor who spinoff correct yes. yeah the very sexual one that aired after 10 p.m oh that's uh with john barrowman right yes that's john barrowman is in that uh, the one? answer yeah. is no kelvin yeah oh, okay nope. then never mind never seen that either. <laughs> <laughs> But right. you know what? It's funny. He's in the Runaways, the Runaways TV show, which oh, yeah. is but me, apparently. <laughs> oh, I've seen the first season. Okay, cool. So I know him as Piccolo and I know him as the uh, the jock. So it's real. It's sad, you guys. Again, I've never played Legend of Zelda, but I did play Willow. I think that's the line that everybody knows. OK, so um, <laughs> thank you very much, Becca. We're going to go ahead and throw it over to j talking about um, is, is it Motherland Fort Salem or just Fort Salem? It's Motherland colon Fort Salem, like uh, um, like it's a fucking World of Darkness game or whatever. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, Motherland Fort Salem, we're talking um, witches in the military. Let's hear from you, J-Pole. Two minutes on the clock in three, two, and one. Sure. I guess I used my like cool, funny intro earlier, so that's uh, not good strategy on my part. Uh, yeah, so uh, Motherland Fort Salem is the story basically of like three uh, young witches who get drafted into the, a version of the U.S. military. So it's Rael Collar, who's uh, from a family of conscientious objectors who live in a place called The Session, which is a uh, part right in the middle of what is the U.S. and our universe uh, that was ceded back to uh, what they, in the series, call uh, the... Uh, the Indigenous Tribal Federations, uh, which is proof, if nothing else, that the show was created in Canada. Not because in Canada they would cede, <laughs> uh, you know, that they would cede territory back to uh, Indigenous groups, because that would be, you know, why would Canada do that either? Canada also is terrible. Uh, but rather because they use PC language uh, in describing it. Uh, yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, and then there's also... Uh, Abigail Bellwether, who is from a uh, like sort of an aristocratic line of military witches, and then Tally Craven, who uh, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> she's fine. I don't know, but she's like kind of also there. Uh, but yeah, so they're all in fucking. Uh, this is also the only Canadian produced show on the on the on this show right now. Uh, Lucifer started in Canada, but moved to L.A. Um, I was going to say, right, so part of the framing device is the witches are drafted into the military because there's a treaty signed by a witch during the American Revolution that exchanged military support for, like, please stop burning us. Uh, but that witch has been kept magically alive since the moral, since then by, like, morally questionable magical means and still in charge of the witch military. 
Uh, and there's like witches elsewhere who are desperately trying to keep their magic from uh, being used for war. So it's fucking deep. And like, I thought it was like, oh, I'm going to feel this is going to be like a guilty pleasure. I'm going to be like, oh, it's going to be like super militaristic propaganda. But actually, it's like examining the thing. Uh, if I had one critique, it's like maybe got a shallow read of anarchists, but maybe that's just like showing how people see them. And then it's going to like give a it seems like they're hinting at a more favorable uh, representation of rebellion later so i'm looking forward to that i don't know it's cool it's deep there's lore mm -hmm. uh, real quick jay question here um are, this is gonna sound so stupid uh are there are there uh men in the show too within their ranks who are like what i'm a witch there are men and they're in a separate division and some of them use magic and then among the like non-military in like the non in the in the group of witches who don't want to um, or magic users or they don't call it magic they call it work because uh, it's, uh, it's a Canadian produced supernatural show and everything's got to be like uh, have different jargon. Uh, that's sort of more gender mixed, uh, but the military is has gender stuff going on in the U.S. because it's the U.S. and mm -hmm. it's the military, I guess. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, and I, I only ask because like anything which related typically will have like um, if it's a smart one, it'll have a lot of like, you know, a, a feminist slant to it to sort of talk about it. And I think talking about it in the military is a really cool thing, but it's a Canadian show. So I wonder if they delve into it in the way that maybe we would if it was an American show. Anyway, basically, I'm saying it's something I actually might want to check out. You said Hulu and Freeform, right? Yeah, it's it started on Freeform, but it's on Hulu, which is where I watched Got it. Because all right, I, how do you watch Freeform? TV. I don't. <laughs> does anyone have cable anymore? Fuck, man. Well, thanks very much, April. We're gonna go ahead and move it over to Calvin here, who is gonna be talking Lucifer, talking about shows that moved, you know, from uh, one network to another. Uh, we're talking Lucifer, the Devil, uh, as opposed to Lucifer, the Not Devil. I don't know. Uh, Calvin, <laughs> we're gonna hear from you. Two minutes on the clock. In three, two, and one. First of all, let's just talk about how everyone has to take like one and a half minutes to explain their show. Lucifer is super simple. The devil, oh, I hate torture. I'm going to open a club in LA and help detectives. It's amazing. It's like Studio 54 meets Columbo, but British and hot. It's wonderful. Now, as for why it's like <laughs> suited for teens, it's really great because unlike the other shows, like, you know, Teen Wolf and Buffy and stuff like that, like that's all like goosebumps. This is like some Fear Street shit. Like people make out <laughs> about consent. Okay, they give you problem solving skills because you got to figure out who is the murderer. Okay, as a child, you need to take the SATs, the ACTs, SAT2s. Okay, you got to learn this shit so you can apply this to your quizzes. It's really good. Plus, the show is based on a comic book. So, duh, promoting reading. You can go read the comic book. The comic book has really big words, like polysyllabic, like four or more syllables in that shit. It's great stuff. On top of that, he owns a club, so you learn money management. Okay, how do you keep a club afloat? Okay, maybe don't smoke in the club. That's bad. Hey, I'm going to have a piano. I'm a piano player in the club. Who doesn't love pianos? Teens don't. Well, teens love pianos. Well, I don't know. I don't know what teens love. I'm 36. The point is, is that... Pianos are great shit, okay? It's good to learn a piano. That's good finger work, okay? So that's another thing it's promoting, is it's promoting dexterity. Teens need more dexterity these days. You're sitting in front of a computer all day. All you're doing is typing with, like, Zs and Xs and Bs. You gotta learn, hey, let's learn what, like, an arpeggio is. I don't know if Lucifer promotes that, per se, but I said it, so it must be true. That's how I feel <laughs> about Lucifer. I'm very passionate about it. 
I thought I would have run out of time by now, but I did not. So here's more about Lucifer. <laughs> That's helpful. Strong female leads. Female lead, we're talking like a detective, and she is both smart and competent and a single mother. How many shows have single moms? Does Buffy have a single mom? Oh, wait, Buffy does. I forgot. But I only say this. Single mom worked at an art gallery once. When did she ever fucking show back up at the art gallery? That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Becca. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Calvin. Let's go ahead and uh, throw it over to Polly now, who is talking Teen Wolf. Um, Of course, MTV's Teen Wolf. Uh, We're going to hear from you, Polly, in three, two, and one. Everybody, so I'm talking about Teen Wolf today. I don't even need to explain it. The title says it all. Um, and I'm going to be focusing on the character of Danny Cleani, uh, who is a gay character on the show. And I'm going to explain to you why his representation on the show, as well as the show as a whole, is so important. So as a gay, tr- as a gay drag queen athlete, I'm totally biased in this discussion. But I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm biased and why being biased puts me on the right side of history. History being made here and now on Nerd Rage the Great Debates. Am I the underdog in this debate? Yes. But as long as I'm a dog, I am happy to debate for Teen Wolf. (laughs) Yes. So the reason why Teen Wolf was so revolutionary for the gay audiences is similar to Buffy, but is for the gay experience and it has so many complexities and so many things about it that make it more impactful to gay teenagers today than any other show additionally it's the only show that had an executive producer who was gay out of all of these shows um and representation is so important because it shows the complexity of the characters for example there are three main issues three main things that make danny's character Revolutionary. One, stories of gay athletes are always told with them either being in the closet or them being ostracized. Danny was a leader on the team. He was popular. He was gay. He was not uh, normally feminized. And he actually had sex scenes. Buffy was great for queer women. It really was. But for gay men, it is so much harder for us to have sex scenes on the mainstream because straight men are so threatened by it. And for having a gay sex scene in 2011 when the show came out was really revolutionary because in general, teens aren't really represented that way. Um, He was sexy, he was represented, and he was a sexy Asian Pacific Islander man, which is something that isn't shown in a lot of mainstream places, especially on gay shows. Oh, wow. Polly, I just learned so much. I... I have to admit, when I first heard that you were doing Teen Wolf, I I didn't have a whole lot um, like in my head about what the show could be about. But that is a lot heavier than I thought. And as a non-sexy Asian Pacific Islander, uh, I'd like to think that half of me was being represented there. So I appreciate that. Real quick, um, is it still on or have uh, like is it still on uh, an MTV, Polly? It went on several seasons. I don't think that it's on anymore. But it okay, because. It had a really long run. It had like six seasons, I think, which is the same as Buffy. Yeah. It sounds like the type of show that like a lot of people growing up during that time are going to look back at kind of how maybe our generation looks at Buffy and goes, yeah, that was a really important show. Because as Becca, I'm sure, might talk about, you know, the whole thing about Willow coming out was a huge deal, too, right? Yeah. It was a big thing. In terms of. Okay. well, um. 
Let's see. We're uh, speaking of which, I guess we're going to head right into uh, to rebuttals now. So, Becca, it is now um, rebuttal time. You have one minute on the clock to make your case or just destroy everyone else's. So let's hear from you in three, two and one. Okay, so this is probably going to be a flawed argument, but I don't care because one of my like biggest soapboxes is how important genres of like fantasy and science fiction are because they show us who we are as a society and the issues that we're dealing with and like how we can deal with them. And everything that everyone's talked about in all of their shows is exactly why I'm right. <laughs> Cause everyone has talked about how <clears throat> representation within this show uh, for queer people and people and, like all of these issues that we deal with as a society in reality that we've now projected onto something fantastical that makes it like, digestible for people but also to explore like all these things um like i want i've watched lucifer it's great and that guy's hot as fuck and i've watched teen wolf and everybody's hot and it's so interesting and there's so much drama it's amazing and i've not watched fort salem but i want to now my argument is going to be that buffy laid the groundwork for all of that if buffy hadn't been the success that it was your show wouldn't be all right, Becca laying, laying it down right now. Jay Paul, hopefully you've got something to say. We'll hear from you one minute on the clock in three, two, and one. Sorry. Uh, I was, yeah, I uh, mm, didn't have time to Google Supernatural shows before Buffy, so uh, I was going <laughs> to not rebut Becca's argument. Uh Except to say that, like, it was sort of a big bio erasure thing uh, in Buffy. That was a whole thing. Uh, this is, like, nitpicking, though, because uh, it is, like, you know, the fucking 90s. Kendra's accent. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. It was just bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lucifer. It's, yeah, it's about the devil, and he works with cops. That's just real life. I don't... <laughs> uh, Teen Wolf, uh, I guess, I guess Polly, okay, being, like, a white cis gay in San Francisco makes you the underdog. I get it. Uh... Also, I, unlike you, you didn't bother to Google whether or not the other shows had queer executive producers, because uh, Motherland definitely has at least one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just want to—I I forgot to mention the um, that like central to the plot of Motherland is the queer romance between uh, Rael, one of the main characters, and Scylla Ramshorn, who's a secretly a member of a violent resistance group. So it's not just like around; it's central to the fucking plot, which I think is cool. I don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. Nice. Thank you much, very much, j Paul. Claws came out that one. That was fun. Uh, Calvin looks like he's about to read somebody right now. So, Calvin, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear from you. One minute on the clock in three, two, one. Okay, so I had a chance to briefly look up Fort Salem, and, like, it does look really cool, but, like, let's be honest, it kind of looks like American Horror Story on a lower budget. So, like, I'm just going to say it right there and put it out there. I'm sorry. I went there. I, said, I haven't seen it. Um, teen, <laughs> uh, teen Wolf, more like Twink Wolf. Who gives a shit about Twinks? So, <laughs> keep moving. Um, Buffy, like, I, I, it's hard because I really do like Buffy, and I think Buffy's great. But what's cool about Lucifer is that they really deal into, like, not just religion as religion or religion qua religion. It's more about like the idea of choice. And it's all about like why you make bad mistakes and like how much of that mistake is of your choosing. How much do you choose to punish yourself for the mistakes that you make? 
And I think that it's a storyline that you rarely get to like see in a lot of shows. And it's something that's really just deep and fascinating and cool. And again, Lucifer, very fucking hot. So like, it looks nice when it comes out of a nice mouthpiece. Also Lucifer, bisexual. So they're really bisexual representation on that show. And his ass is there. So just throwing it out there too. Get <laughs> an ass, learn about God, Lucifer. Wait, wait uh, Calvin, you're saying we see some butt? You see some devil butt? <laughs> Oh, devil butt baby, and and no and no woman ass either. So it's not exploitative in that way. It's the best kind of ass, man ass. Nice, nice. Uh, as my girlfriend would tell you, uh, I am a man with no ass. So I often see those scenes like in TV, and I just go, mm, "Must be nice." So uh, let's throw it over to to Polly here. Polly, we're talking Teen Wolf. Uh, let's hear from you. One minute on the clock. In three, two, and one. Cole, you might be right that one of the producers on Motherland is queer, but one in 2020, who cares? It's like fairly normalized by now. But really, the first executive producer on the show is Will Ferrell, and second is Adam McKay. If you guys, if you think that Blades of Glory for one second didn't prey on the type of stereotypes in gay men, you are horribly mistaken. Second, for Buffy, like I said earlier, being the age that I am, Buffy wasn't part of my generation. And it wasn't a part of that experience. Second, for gays having a character on television, and I will reiterate this point, that is masculine and gay and an athlete and is normalized into this very typical culture is huge. Furthermore, you have straight characters asking gay characters questions about their sexuality and really opening that dialogue. And the reason that Teen Wolf is such an iconic show it's because it creates complexities and it starts conversations for teens that are interested as straight individuals. It has gays going to gay events in high school and having that be part of the normal experiences that straight people are sometimes allowed to bring in. Furthermore, the comedy on the show is not predated upon them being gay or straight. It's actually predated on the fact that um, straights who are not fully aware of the gay experience are made a joke of lightly as a way to show what is wrong about traditional stories and ideas that straight people have about gay people. So it's funny, and it's funny for the right reason. Boom. Polly going academic on all y'all. That was crazy. All right. Awesome. I loved hearing all of those debates. I'm, I learned a lot, and uh, hopefully all of you out there did too. Uh, but we're going to throw it over to our special guest judge, Ashley. Ashley, you heard everything here. Um, well, you want to analyze some stuff before you uh, get into who won this? What do you think? Man, um, well, they made it really freaking hard to decide because all the arguments were incredible and uh, just I really appreciate the emphasis on on representation and and how important that is. And like just across the board, I man, it's just it's really good. It's a really hard decision. I have like a page of notes. <laughs> Um, but I do want to start Mark by saying, uh, you know, you don't have to live with a flat butt. You can do squats. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. Free health coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Here for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down. Um, I, you know, I, I came into this, a being really good friends with Becca. She's one of my favorite humans in the world and, uh, and already okay. loving Buffy. But and I appreciate her argument for laying the groundwork. Um, and that was the biggest thing that like I, I 
you know, took away from her argument. But, you know, I think that the other shows that, oh, man, you guys just all have such freaking good arguments. I just can't. <laughs> um, J-Pol, I really liked, you know, talking about the, the the issues of gender within the military, because that's something that I have personally dealt with and the intersection of, um, you know, being queer and also being in the military and also being a woman, there's like a whole thing to that. Um, so I'm really, I really actually want to watch Fort Salem. I'm super intrigued. So, and that was one of my thoughts going to into this is like, okay, what show do I want to watch now? Uh, or rewatch in Buffy's case. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Polly with Teen Wolf. I, I, man, the fact that you don't know that the OG was in the 80s, like, you gotta know your reference material, man. Like, oh, I, I did. I, I, I've seen a couple episodes, and I know about Buffy, but it wasn't a part of my, like, teen upbringing. As oh, well. no, I'm talking about the original Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh. Which, which was a movie, not a TV show, for the record. It might have been easy to miss. Yes. But again, you know, you have to remember, like, I, and I am a child of the 90s, but I do have a, a very firm love of, of 80s pop culture. So, uh, but I, your argument across the board was incredible. And honestly, I never really considered watching Teen Wolf because I was like, oh, that's just like, you know, I'm too old for that shit now. But I actually really am considering going back and watching it based on your argument. So I appreciate that. But I have to end with Calvin and Lucifer because first of all, you just dropped polysyllabic like it was going out of style. Your your argument was quick. It made all the references I love you. I mean, you fucking threw in goosebumps and fear street like yeah. <laughs> Um, and earlier, you were, earlier you like dropped Torchwood. Like I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, so that reference just made me happy. So, uh, yeah, it goes to Calvin because uh, you you spoke to my soul. All right, Calvin, <laughs> you took this. Thank one. you. Because Calvin did something. Calvin did something really smart, which was he made a. Uh, I mean, everybody's arguments were great, but Calvin made a really smart decision. He not only made reference to a pretty obscure spinoff to uh to a you know british sci-fi show but also used it in a way to make fun of me uh, <laughs> really is really effective it's like mark you don't know this i'm like no bro look man uh i was the coco comets kid we did not have coco puffs in my household and that sort of philosophy <laughs> extended to everything else cereal <laughs> life all day so um <laughs> So, Calvin, this is your, your first show with us that isn't a live show. What you, would you think of that experience, sir? It was really fun. And to be honest, I feel bad because Fort Salem sounds really good and it keeps getting recommended to me. <laughs> like, I sincerely continue to get recommendations for it. So I'm like, I kind of want to watch this now. And it sounds really great. Mm-hmm. And like, and I had no idea Teen Wolf was that deep. Like, I literally just saw Pretty White Kids with Problems. So I, the fact that it's way deeper than that makes me want to watch it. <laughs> And then Buffy, I've seen Buffy so many times, and I love Buffy. So, so I, I, Teen Wolf. I also love Becca. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, what's what's interesting though? Trying to debate. Uh, <laughs> like Polly, real quick. So, did character, and that's Danny. Did the show sort of come out around the t- uh, same time? Like Twilight it was in the sort of in the middle of its um sort of you know hold on society the semi tail end of okay. of twilight um it was definitely a more queer friendly like 
direction from that uh, from that phenomena. Yeah, it's great because I don't think I've heard like anyone talk about Teen Wolf in that respect. If anything, it was like, oh, it's more like Twilight. But it, it sounds like it's not. So I'm really, really interested in hearing this now. Um, I'll tell you what, Calvin, since you won, go ahead and let's plug anything uh, you want to say and then we'll move through the rest of the folks here. Goodness. Oh, I, I didn't even know I was nominated. Um, <laughs> um, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm on Instagram uh, and Twitter, um, Instagram at Calvin S. Cato, Twitter at Cato Calvin. Oh, wait, wait, I do need to plug this. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser for this. Um, it's this uh, store called We're Versatile, and it's one of the last like queer black spaces where queer people of color can perform. Um, so if you can go to we'reversatile.com and give them money because they're in danger of losing their space because of COVID and rent and everything, I would really appreciate it. Awesome. Um, let's head to Becca. Becca, what do you want to plug? Me. Hey, uh, follow me on Instagram at bhenry, B-E-E-H-E-N-R-Y, um, as mentioned, for the thirst traps. Um, and also Twitter at his, his bang bang. Um, I'm going to be uh, hosting a virtual burlesque performance on August 8th called dress to thrill. And it's like James Bond themed and it's going to be very fun. Um, I'll be posting information to that on my Instagram, which is just another reason why you should follow me. Um, I love you all. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, Becca. Uh, J-Pol, any plugs or parting words? Uh, yeah, uh, fuck. Uh, I guess uh, on Twitter, I'm at O.D. Logan. Uh, the letters is a Teen Titans reference. Anyway, uh, and I'm <laughs> give.sum on Instagram, which is the number of fucks I give, which is some fucks. Uh, I try to care about things. Uh, yeah, uh, meet yourself where you're at. Take care of yourself. Don't If you stress yourself out, you're not any use to anyone who you want to help. Uh, you can donate to um, People's Breakfast, which is a great organization in Oakland that does food programs and a lot of other stuff uh, at peoples-programs on uh, Venmo. Uh, they're cool. I like them. Uh, if you work on a Supernatural show and either have any advice on getting hired as a writer on those, uh, <laughs> or you you know are one of the people on Motherland Fort Salem want to bring someone on, uh, I fucking love this genre. Uh, yeah, this is not going to get me hired on anything, but I just wanted to try. <laughs> Put it on your yeah. vision board, Jay Paul. Put it on your yeah. vision board. That's how this works. Um, Let's make a supernatural show. It's not about cops. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Jay Paul. All right. Uh, Polly, what did we want to plug? Oh, uh, Polly, I think you're muted. We'll cut that out in post. Go ahead, Polly. What do you want to plug? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I wanted to conclude today by saying that I'm still feeling very fertile. <laughs> Despite the hoe that made his way onto my plot of land and dug up all of my really great arguments, I'm so grateful to be a part of like this entire cast. Um, as far as like upcoming gigs um, and things to plug, um, I've been doing this series called Foxy News, or Republican women report the news-ish. Mm -hmm. And that's on my YouTube page, at Polly Pop-Tart. That's one L, two T's. Ooh, T. Um, <laughs> coming up uh, mid-August, uh, it is the 9th to the 22nd. I'm going to be part of the online Burbank Covidy Festival. 
Covidy, okay. Covidy Festival, yes. So if you're looking for fun comedy to look at uh, at home and listen to at home, uh, I'll be on that. Uh, putting it down, slaying it, and showing you all why I'm the most fertile drag queen alive. Awesome. Thank you very much, Polly. And uh, last but not least, we're going to head over to our special guest judge. Ashley, what do you want to plug? Hey, yeah, I am on Instagram at Ash McGee Coach. So that's A-S-H-M-A-G-E-E-C-O-A-C-H. I give daily health and wellness tips to include like mindset and self-care. So even if you're not a woman in the military, like I'm, I'm giving a lot of advice for coping in this weird ass world we live in right now. And I'm also launching a podcast in August. So it's going nice. to be uh, Healthy Women Warriors. And it's going to be focused on health and wellness for women in the military because we're forgotten a lot. Everything's for dudes and spouses. So I'm trying to fill that gap. All right. Thank you very much, Ashley. This was great having you on. Um, hopefully we can have you back because you are a Patreon patron for us here at Comedio. Um, <laughs> Let's see. You could head over to uh, www.nerdragepodcast.com uh, for uh, episodes like this. Um, you can also head over to our Patreon at komed.io. Uh, like, review, subscribe on all your favorite podcatchers for this show, and uh, check us out on social media at nerdragetgd. So, on behalf of myself, Will Scoville, our wonderful debaters, and my flat butt, thank you for listening to Nerd Rage, <laughs> the Great Debates. <laughs>